Welcome to Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom, where wisdom comes from everywhere. This is a podcast about generational wisdom shared to help build a bridge for future generations and to build stronger communities through education, technology, and health. Welcome to Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom. Hola, hola, comunidad, and thank you for supporting the Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom podcast. You know, we're just about ready to wrap up season four, and we're very excited about season five. So thank you for supporting us. Our voices are being heard globally, and it's all thanks to you. So gracias. With that, the Latina voice is very powerful. And when I say powerful, I mean collectively together, we stand in power. When we stand for a mission and for comunidad, that voice gets amplified. Yet we struggle to be seen and heard in the corporate spaces and also as entrepreneurs throughout the country and globally. This is our time to shine. As Marilyn Alvedo, who is my guest today on Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom says, We are ready for prime time. There's no turning back. It's our mission right now to inspire, motivate, and encourage, and to enable Latinas to succeed and become the leaders and advocates that they were meant to be. So join me in welcoming Marilyn Alvedio, a corporate marketing strategist and community advocate who spent decades dedicated to empowering women. For over the course of the last 19 years, her network has grown through Latinas in Power of upward to 10,000 women throughout the United States and around the world. Marilyn is on a mission to empower Latinas through her platform, latinasempower.com, and the launch of her Latinas in Leadership Institute, which starts this fall as a cohort for Latinas in Leadership. We talk about a quickly growing segment of Latinas in the labor force who are the largest group of women workers. And we stand to be the champions for the future generations with leadership. And Marilyn with latinasempower.com is ready to lead you there. So let's welcome Marilyn today to Latinas from the block to the boardroom. This is a very special episode because how we met was through the How Women Lead First Latina Cohort, which is very exciting and we're still in the program together, but how we got to know each other and become centered in this group coaching pod and not a podcast has really brought a lot of light to me about what you're doing for Latinas as future leaders and your Latinas Empower Symposium that you've been running for the last 20 years. It's grown now to a global platform, and I'd love you to start talking about it. But before we get into that and your event that's coming in June, which you have every year, I want our audience to understand a little bit about where you came from and how you started this journey. Oh, thank you, Teresa. Thank you for inviting me. And so as you know, I am in Connecticut. So I think it's just wonderful that Latinas from across the country are talking and 
platforms like this that give us that opportunity to, you know, hear each other's stories and ways in which we could support each other. I mean, there's this wonderful trend that I feel is happening, this wonderful vibe around Latinas and in Latina empowerment going on in the country mm-hmm. and and even globally. I was in Ecuador and South America just a couple months ago, and I was talking to Latinas there. Mm-hmm. And they're also like, no, we want to be connected. We want to know what's going on. We want to be a part of it. Right. So there's a really good phenomenon happening right now. It's our time. Absolutely. It really is our time. It's exciting. So Latinas and Power, actually, the brand itself that I built 20 years ago, is because my own experience as a Latina, having worked in the corporate world, sometimes where I was the only one at the table, you know, the only one in a leadership position. I had reached a a director level in a Fortune 100 company, and Uh I would look around and there was just like, no other Latinas or trusted champions uh-huh. that I could turn to, that I could say, hey, how do you handle the situation? What do you think I should do about this? And give you the kind of guidance that you need to level up in an organization. It just doesn't exist. right? And so we're in a much better place today, but 20 years ago, it was a different story. So what I did is I said, there's other Latinas out here in other companies in the area that I lived in. So we would get together for lunch and just talk about How did you handle that situation Mm -hmm. when someone made a derogatory remark about Puerto Ricans? Right. As a Boricua, you know, I wanted to lunge at them, but I didn't. (laughs) My communication style, you know, needed to be a little different. (laughs) So I found that the feedback and the ideas that I was getting from other Latinas who were experiencing this was so powerful. Right. And so... They said, Marilyn, let's bring more Latinas into this little luncheon that we have. Mm-hmm. So they looked at me and they said, Marilyn, you're great with organizing things. Why don't you do it? We'll support you. Mm-hmm. And that's how Latinas in Power was born 20 years ago. I wanted to use the name Latina in the title mm-hmm. as a Latina because I wanted to make sure that we're changing the image of Latinas. Yes. We're ready for prime time. Right. We are ready to do business. And I really wanted that to show in a way where we have come a long way. Then I also wanted to use the word power Mm -hmm. because the whole idea of power is we don't think we have it. Right. We think other people have power and the power is so relevant. So I wanted to demystify the idea of what power is. How do you get it? What do you do when you get it? And most importantly, how do you pass it on? Right. So that's how I created the platform. And now it's 20 years fast forward this year. So it's usually been an in-person event, but with the pandemic, you know, we do have a live streaming component to it, of which I will give all of your audience a complimentary virtual pass. Awesome. So that they watch it. So on June 1st of this year, we will have our 20th gathering of Latinas, inspirational speakers. And what I do is I bring in either celebrities or success stories uh-huh. to be the keynote speakers as our anchor. Right. And then I wrap that around with panels and topics of issues that are impacting us and how we can share information with other Latinas on tools, resources, ideas, like what do you need to do to level up? Right. And so sometimes, you know, we're stuck uh-huh. and we don't know how to get this information. So that's kind of like the platform. 
I have Andrea Navedo as one of my speakers this year. She was beloved as Sayomara uh-huh. in the Jane the Virgin, the mother. Oh, wow. And she just finished writing a book. Awesome. And so I have another woman, a self-made millionaire Latina from the Bronx. Uh-huh. Her name is Devrazada Shaw. And then I have just some other wonderful women that will be on panels throughout the day. Cool. So I invite everyone to join us. Yeah. No, I remember seeing your event virtually last year. And Nellie Galan was on there as your keynote, and she was virtual as well. So you do have some very powerful Latinas that come to your event. You know, you mentioned something really interesting and that you started this platform 20 years ago. Now, 20 years ago, technology was just really coming into the awareness space. A lot of us weren't really savvy on a lot of the technology coming out how we're leveraging it today to really make those global connections as well as across the nation. I mean, it's really accelerated our presence. So can you share with us back then to where you are now? When you started it, you said it was just by luncheons. And then when technology came into the picture, can you share that experience with us? Because I want to know, because I always (laughs) say, you know, back in the day when Yahoo was (laughs) around in AOL. (laughs) So I was just going to say that there's still Hotmail, (laughs) Yahoo and AOL out there. So everybody, Gmail is also free and it looks a lot more professional. (laughs) Well, I think that's a really good question because you brought me back to how I promoted it that first year that I put the conference together. Mm -hmm. It was word of mouth. Wow. (laughs) It was all word of mouth back then because I was doing the event as my pay it forward. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I created a business or anything like that. I had my full-time corporate job and marketing strategist in Fortune 500s, and that's been my career. So this was going to be my pay it forward. And so the first year that I did it, 186 women showed up, word of mouth. And what they said to me that day is, Marilyn, please don't stop. We need this. We need a space for us to be able to connect with women that have similar issues, whether it's be the traditional expectations Mm -hmm. that still exist in the Latino community from our own families and from our own communities that say, Hey, you know, Latinas, it's good that you have a job and you're making money, Uh but don't look better than the man. You know, we're still getting these messages from our own communities that kind of hold us back a little bit. Those societal expectations. Yes. They said, please don't stop. We need this. We need the space to share with each other. And then from there, it did start to grow through just mailing. Wow. So I adapted. I'm an early adapter of using social media. So we started to create just little um, digital graphics around our events uh-huh. and sending it out. And people love graphics. They more so than copy, more so than words. Uh-huh. Like you just catch people's attention more right. that way. So I started using social media as soon as it, it popped up and my audience grew tenfold. Uh-huh. So I've reached over 10,000 women just through the Latinas and Power Symposium of people that have attended the event. And now we have additional programmatic initiatives where we do an Instagram live, you know, we do webinars, we do lunch and learns and and all of that. So we are absolutely enjoying the benefits of 
what technology has offered. We did a research report last year that culminated into a report called the Latina Pathway to Excellence Mm -hmm. in a post-pandemic world. And in that report, one of the key things that they said we need as Latinas is to make sure that we understand technology and the data skills that are needed. They're critical for Latinas to succeed and to grow within the organization. So technology is golden right now. If you understand it, if you know how to use it, and you know how to use data, especially, then you really could position yourself with a skill set that is needed. Right. And we'll have that report actually in the show notes. And it's also through her website. Latinasempower.com is my website. So the symposium is just one of our holdings. Okay. Because now we have Latinas in Power Symposium, Latinas in Leadership Institute, the, the new institute platform that we're now creating, Latinas in Power Lunch and Learns, Latinas Live. So we have all these different platforms and that falls under our nonprofit corporation, which is Latinas in Power Corp. And then also the other events and resources and platforms that you're hosting there as well. So that'll be great. And by the way, Teresa, the report is in Spanish as well. Awesome. That's beautiful. So, you know, as you're talking about how this was word of mouth, this is something of a cultural thing between Latinas. You know, we like to not have just chismosa sessions and we just sit around and we like to have cafecitos and we like to shop and food is very much a part of our culture. And I think that's why we're so connected and powerful, not in a chismosa way, but it's like we're sharing things amongst our community where we have to be aware of and trust. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that reminds me of my mom, the same thing here, regardless to if you're Puerto Rican, if you're Mexican, if you're Colombian, if I, it's the same in all of our cultures, which is so fascinating. But I think we evolved from that sitting around the kitchen table. I mean, it still happens, but evolved from that comadreship. Yeah. And I think we have a different kind of comadreship today. Uh-huh. So I remember my mom saying, mira, la comay viene. La comay viene para comer. You know, the comay is, I mean, the comay, the compay. That was your network. Uh-huh. That was your trusted champions that we refer to today in the corporate world as women that got your back and that they're going to help you succeed. Because there's no more mean girls today. This is all about how do we support each other? How do we help each other succeed? And that mindset is very prevalent right now. You know, syndrome, you see it's starting to fade away and we're getting it. Uh We're starting to get the importance of supporting each other. So, yeah, I remember that very clearly. It has evolved, but it's still in the same vein in terms of where our heart is and where our passion is and where our love is. You know, Latinos are just such embracing and welcoming people. That particular trait has carried through and we have not lost it through assimilation. For me, I'm a second generation Latina in that my mom came and that I was born that same year. Uh So I tell people that I was conceived in Puerto Rico, but I don't really think that happened. But I'm born and raised. So I speak full Spanish and English that we spoke in the home. My daughter, third generation, does not as much. She understands it, you know, so all of that. But there are certain traditions and values that have carried through the Latino culture 
one of them being that comadreship, one of that being we're getting our news from each other. Yeah, exactly. Because we trust each other that that information is correct. It's not always correct. Right. But it helps us enough to get to what we need in terms of even buying a house yes. or buying a car or anything like that. One of the biggest challenges that I see today is for first generation Latinos and Latinos that are going to college mm -hmm. because their parents don't understand the process. Exactly. Their parents may not know how to help you. And so a lot of them are going through it alone. I hear a lot of stories about, I mean, I don't know the spike this, this. I mean, I don't know how to do this. And so that circle of our parents, my parents didn't have an education. Right. My mother was pulled out of school in the third grade in Puerto Rico. Uh -huh. My father finished the fifth grade. Wow. That was their education. So their aspirations for their children was just finish high school. Yeah. And now, you know, fortunately, we've had a windows of opportunity that have opened up for Latinos. And that is where when you talk about opportunities right in front of you, sometimes we don't grab them. Right. Especially when it comes to thinking that, our family is first. Okay, we get that. But often that negates any opportunities to level up or to, to seek out increasingly responsible positions within your organization because it may take up more time. Right. So we're still struggling with a, a lot of things that are traditions and our cultures that hold us back a little. Right. But, you know, I think when we say this, and this is very interesting to me because I just heard a podcast about that today. Speaking about that very topic, about diversity inclusion, how do you make it more inclusive? What's happening today? A lot of layoffs are happening. And you see who's the most impacted in these corporate infrastructures. But when you think about it, the infrastructure was not created for us, which is limited opportunity and representation. So when we don't have a seat at the table, which is really at the highest level of boards and actually in the C-suite to say, hey, this community is needing this type of support because of X, Y, and Z. So how do we change the structure of the culture or how do we let more people of color coming in to kind of help us with that, right? It's such a hard change for them right now. And I think if we go back to what you're saying, we pull back because we don't want to ruffle the feathers, quote unquote, because it's just kind of like, we should be grateful. But at the same time, it was not built for us. And when you think of the low wage jobs, we're the ones supporting the entire economy. And so when we want to get up to the top, it only benefits the organization's bottom line right. to let us reach that top. But yes, we do need programs and sponsorships to get there, which is why Absolutely. I think you and your organization with Latinas is very important in how Latinas can navigate the system, but probably partnerships with corporations to enable that rebuild. Because a lot of people today are saying you have to go into work instead of working from home. Right. And that's a big topic right now. So I just think that you can't get ahead when people are trying to limit you based on your family. Mm -hmm. And then we buy that ideology to say, yeah, that might impact my family. So maybe I don't go for that position. Right. But if the infrastructure was created differently, I think there'd be more of us in that role. Yeah, I agree. 
But I think the future is bright, uh-huh. especially for our millennials and Gen Zs. Oh, yeah. And I think that is why what I'm working on is preparing uh-huh. the next generation of influential leaders and advocates. Uh-huh. I think that COVID really revealed right. a lot about the Latino community, because as you mentioned, we are the workers. Yeah. And we are the ones that are generating so much of the activity in the economy, yet we're not getting paid for it. Exactly. So we know that Latinas are making 57 cents on the dollar. That number goes down tremendously when it comes to the frontline workers, women that are in the service industry, especially. That's down to 51 and 52 cents on the dollar. So there's a lot of work that needs to happen. When it comes to DEI initiatives, Mm -hmm. I believe they are beginning to open up increasing opportunities for Latinas and for other women of color to gain a seat at the table, as you mentioned, in all the different sectors. So it's incumbent upon those of us that have had some level of success. Yes. Right. To then look at interventions and solutions that they could provide two companies. So what we're doing is we created the Latinas in Leadership Institute. Uh-huh. The information is on latinasinleadershipinstitute.com. And we just opened the doors last week. And basically, the whole idea is to increase the number of Latinas that are prepared uh-huh. to take on those increasing roles and to be able to get those kind of skills that are needed that they're looking for. Technology is one of them. Oh, for sure. But we also have to have a different mindset about how we view success. Mm-hmm. So the growth mindset component to our Leadership Institute is going to be critical because if you're the kind of person that's not willing to put the work in, if you're the kind of person that says, Yo estoy bien a donde estoy, I'm comfortable, whatever, then this is not for you. Yeah. But there are plenty <laughs> of especially young people that say, how do I do this? Where do I go? And so understanding that where your mindset is around success will absolutely help you to seek out new opportunities and open new doors. There's a lot of doors that are opening up. And that's why I say the future is bright, especially for our younger generation. Yep. I believe you 100%. And I love you sharing all that information. And also in your report that really breaks down those different sectors talks about the importance of those segments of where we can be the most influential. You know, mine is obviously technology. I gravitate towards that the most because Mm. it does have a a bigger impact in wealth creation as far as learning a new skill set, especially around data, which is a very hot topic today, obviously with the AI generation and chat GPT. You know, bottom line is, Uh, Front entry line tech workers are not going to be sustainable. So leveling up your skills into that critical data set, understanding that. And there's courses for that. Absolutely. You don't need to go to college for that. You can learn that online. And I want people to understand, especially for Latinas, it's not hard, right? People get afraid of technology. But I always say you hold the most powerful tool in your hand that is ran by a number of technology companies. And if you understand data, you're already, you know, in the game. 
So I know everybody on Instagram is always looking at their analytics. I mean, that's a whole <laughs> data report right there. Like, who's looking at your, I know. how many likes and the stats and where, what time of day and all that kind of stuff, right? And where they're coming from, right. you know, and where in the country they're coming from. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just think that there's the desire, there's the ability, we have the economic muscle, mm -hmm. we have the political influence. Oh, for there's sure. So many things happening in the Latino community and it's our time. And if anybody is interested in doing anything with their life or their business or their career, the resources are there. I just had one of my friends attend four different conferences for Latina business owners in the last week wow. here in Massachusetts and Connecticut. Wow. And there's this new energy that is happening. And again, people are looking for ways to collaborate mm -hmm. and to network together and to support each other, which to me is just such a fantastic phenomenon. Right. I mean, even through the program that we just went through, right? How Women Lead. I got to give them a shout out. That was such a fantastic program. And we were able to bring our project yes. to the table mm -hmm. and be able to shape it and really fine tune what the focus is of what we're trying to do. Right. So for you, it was your podcast, uh -huh. positioning your podcast, branding your podcast, uh -huh. getting sponsors for your podcast. So now that I know that, I'm going to be keep my ears open to say, oh my gosh, this could be a good sponsor for Teresa. Right. So I'm going to make that connection because that's how we're supporting each other. Right. Not to just say, okay, I'll show up, but who do you know that could help you? All right, let's get it. Get it, Marilyn. I love that. I love your enthusiasm. You're like slamming the table of like, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. And so when you do this networking thing, uh, if I'm in a networking event uh, and conversation comes up and they go, oh, yeah, I'm you know, interested in promoting this event on to this target audience or whatever it is. And you know that saying, it's not who you know. Uh -huh. To me, it's not just that. Uh -huh. What's more important is who knows what you know, right? how to do, uh -huh. what your business is. Who knows that? So when we're networking and we can advocate for each other, mm -hmm. that is how we support each other. Yeah, absolutely. That is one of the ways that we can grow as a community till our community needs more capacity building activities within the grassroots, right? Yep. At the business level, we need more collaboration. Oh, for sure. And the workplace level, we need to champion each other right. and to support each other. So there's different ways that we could do this, the entire community. And I always look at the Jewish community, the Jewish community and the Asian community uh -huh. and how they buy from each other. Uh -huh. They support each other. Uh -huh. I mean, and that is one of the reasons why economically they are so strong. Right. So it's not hard, but we're supporting other groups more so than we're supporting our own right. groups when it comes to so many different sectors. Yeah. Eso se tiene que terminar ahí. That's got to stop. Right, right. And John Leguizamo, yes, who has his project that was green-lighted on MSNBC. I'm going to shout that out forever because Me Too and NGL and the connections, you talk about the connections and plugging into the networks. I mean, he really got his project green-lighted because... There was a Latino at the top. See? We are championing change. We're championing leadership. And having an ecosystem, as you mentioned, of supporting each other really is like 
that bigger kitchen table because we're all sitting around it talking. We're all sitting there sharing. We're all sitting there saying, hey, we're coming to that table together. And that's what an ecosystem and support network is about. And I think this platform is for that in a way that we're going to activate people like you are, Marilyn, in that leadership space. You know, like that sharing of the network of power, as you said, how you design that. Exactly. And how do you pass it on to the next person? You know, as I mentioned, I retired two years ago. Mm -hmm. I could be very easily sailing into the sunset, Mm -hmm. but that is not what I have chosen to do with the rest of my life. I have another 25, 30 years left. What am I going to do with that time? And I have made the decision to pass it on, pass it forward to help build the next generation of Latinos, successful Latinos for our community. That's my choice. Uh But when you're talking about that conversation around the kitchen table, we just have a bigger table right now. That we're building ourselves. That we're building ourselves. So when I created Latinas in Power, Uh I felt like I heard that term. If you're not invited to the table, create your own table. And I did. I did it through Latinas in Power. I created my own platform. So I now have the ability to grow and scale and do whatever I need to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's my decision that I can manage it and control it in a different way. You know, there's nothing wrong with going into a nine to five. But one of the things that we heard from Latinas is that they are interested in serving community mm-hmm. and to becoming more involved in the community. They did take an opportunity through the pandemic to look at their hobbies and turning their hobbies into businesses. They did recenter themselves and say, what is most important to me right now? Uh-huh. And so the thinking is a little bit different as well. And so there's this huge opportunity right now because the key really is to really be able to elevate ourselves right. to the next thing. And there's people that are going to be fine. They just being that we just do this. But for those others that want to elevate themselves, uh-huh then you have all these wonderful platforms that are here to help you. Great organizations out there. You have Unidos. You have so many great organizations. Right. I always say, like, I read a lot of Latina authors, Uh first of all, to support them. Uh I go to Latino conferences. I go to events that where there's Latino speakers uh-huh. because not only am I getting good information and other insights because I'm not the only one that has the Latino edge, the Latina edge. You know, we learned from each other, right? right. Through our program, how interesting that was. And so put yourself out there to pick up these information and skills and resources so that you can continue to grow that kitchen table. Yeah, the network. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, it costs too much money or something. Pick what you're going to invest in yourself because it's an investment. It's the future self you want to see. It's the future mindset you're trying to change. And it's the connections that you'll meet that will get you to that next level. Is it going to make sense for you to go out to that event, right? Do you have a game plan? Like when you go to these events, which you should, because if you're going to spend the money, That's definitely you want to walk away with something that's going to be beneficial to you. The other thing is, too, is that this is how you get other people to support you and the connection, right? So that you can share these ideas again and support one another in what you want to do or look for the information that you're lacking that you feel like, I can't find this on 
the internet. You still need those in-person connections that you feel validated and it's real. You know, you just said something really important. And that is that what is your game plan when you go to these events, Mm -hmm. if you're going to invest in something? And I think that what is key here is that you have to know who you are, what you're all about, what you offer, what is your light? Mm -hmm. What is it that you are bringing to the table and really embracing and understanding that? Through our program, through How Women Lead, we talked a lot about what is your why? Why are we doing this? Why is this important? Answering all of these questions doing your self-assessment. That's a little bit of work involved there, but that's what's going to get you to a place where then you understand what to invest in, what events to attend, and where to put your money. I think that's absolutely critical is to really getting in tune with who you are, what you're all about, what you bring to the table. The second thing I want to say about that is networking has changed. So when you go to an event, it's not about passing out your business cards. It's not about walking around and trying to find somebody to tell them what you do. Uh The best way to approach that is to find out what other people are doing. Uh So when you're meeting someone, you want to learn about them and ask them, oh, how can I help you? Like, you know, offer your own self first. Uh Well, perhaps I can help you with this because then it comes back to you. Uh So it's kind of like, a reversal of what it used to be like in mentor in networking, where you would just go out there and tell people what you do. And then often it was called like speed dating. You'd go into a room and see how many people. No, (laughs) it's not about that anymore. Right. I just wanted to give that advice because for me, when I go to an event, I want to learn about what other people are doing. How can I help them? Yeah. What can I do? Is there some way I could align in to support you? Because it will come back to you. I guarantee you that. Yeah. That's why I created this platform. Whenever I meet somebody at a conference and I do just that, Marilyn, I ask, I'm like, oh, why are you here? What are you doing? And if they have a fantastic story, I'm like, how can I help you? Because I have this platform and I want to get your story out. Like, this is important to our community. This is important to the narrative that is right now critical to keep our light shining, our hopes fueled with what's coming. Because right now, that light is trying to get dimmed. I don't mean to say that on a bad note, but there's a lot Mm. of work going on right now. And we have to stay alert. And so this is why I have the platform as well, because I'm like, no, this is very important to what's coming up. Absolutely. This is important to keeping your momentum and your focus for your job creation and what you want to do going forward. So, I mean, it's critical on all fronts. Absolutely. Well, you know, and you're promoting, I mean, like even just me being on here today to talk about the Latinas Empowered story. And now I know how I could help you. You said, Hey, you know, I had a sponsorships available. So I'm going to take that now, go back. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. This is my audience. So like, I'm going to figure out a way to sponsor this because, you know, number one, you told me what you need. So now I understand that. So coming on here as a guest, while, you know, you're running this platform, I understand what it takes. But sometimes what I think happens with people is that they don't understand the importance of investing yes, in ourselves, investing in others, investing in ourselves. I always talk about 
buy houses, not shoes, is one of the things that Uh one of my friends has been talking about. We're willing to go to TJ Maxx or Marshalls and those places and spend $300 on stuff. Let's take that $300 and put it someplace that involves self-improvement of your journey. Uh Our mindset needs to shift. Instead of buying the zapato and, you know, the sneakers and the this and that, or even that $10 coffee, like thinking about how we need to use our money a little bit differently to invest. We're the most important person. This is the existence of our body, of our mind, of our self. Right. That's the most important thing. Why would you neglect it? Why would you like just feed it water and food and think that that's enough? Right. Now, we have to put investment in our brain and our mind. And that, you know, comes as a result of taking courses, improving yourself. Self-improvement journey is real. Yeah. So, you know, and I know we're, we're coming to a close here and I was just thinking about our superpowers. Mm-hmm. One of them is intuition. Mm. Like we have a Latina sixth sense and we have this ability to really emphasize and have the confidence that trust intuition, like when we meet people mm-hmm. or when we're making decisions, we need to leverage that a little bit more because it, it definitely is a superpower. The other superpower that we have is the fact that we do live in two worlds uh-huh. and we do live in our Latino world and the cultural and everything that's related to that. Many of us bring bilingualism to the table as well. But this was my opening statement. Latinas are uniquely positioned to become one of the most influential voices of leadership in the U.S. Right. And globally. So think about that. I mean, you're getting this gift. We are uniquely positioned. What are you going to do to take advantage, to really go into that and say, okay, how can I prepare myself so I can be one of the players, so that I can be at the decision-making table, so that I'm creating tables for others? Mm -hmm. What is it that you need to do? Because like, it's our time. Yeah. Be key makers, not gatekeepers. Yeah. But thank you, Marilyn. I I love this conversation. Definitely more to come. And we'll get everyone the information about your event. Okay. The report will be in the show notes. And how can we find you through these platforms to connect with you? Yeah. So we are on Instagram, Latinas and Power, primarily LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. So those are the three social media platforms. We keep everybody updated on all of that. And uh, I would love to have you on our Instagram live to talk about your podcast and to say what you were doing. We could do that. Latinasandpower.com and then latinasinleadershipinstitute.com. We're just opening that. Our first cohort class will be this fall in September. So I'm really excited. We're going to be pumping out 16 to 20 women per session. And then I'm hoping to scale it up to three times a year. So that means like 60 women coming out of the leadership program prepared to really go out here and make some noise. Awesome. So then I'll give you the virtual complimentary code. They're $25 each. So I will give you unlimited to give to your audience through your platform. All right. Well, thank you, Marilyn, for joining me today on Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom. Gracias. Thank you. Gracias, Marilyn, for joining me today from Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom. I hope you were inspired by the stories that Marilyn shared and also about how we met through a cohort of How Women Lead, a Latina cohort 
of how seeing all of our work and our voices are really camping each other through an ecosystem of support, knowledge, and also to be there for one another in businesses. How can you support someone or a Latina in business or in the corporate infrastructure that needs a sponsor today? You can do that. And Marilyn clearly laid that out. For her report, which we talked about, which we'll have in the show notes, the Latina Pathway to Excellence in a Post-Pandemic World is an excellent study, career and professional development report. So that will be available for you to download as we talked about in this podcast. And we also want you to be able to contact Marilyn, as she said, in LinkedIn at Marilyn Alvedio. Or you can go to latinasempower.com and contact her directly there. As always, we are very supportive of Latinas in the corporate world, in community, and also the Latinas that we know are making a difference for others to have a pathway. So join us by supporting Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom podcast and tell your community that about how we are showcasing Latinas that are making a difference, that are the unseen. You know, we are beyond the consumers here. We are powerful together as consumers, but as a force to be reckoned with in standing in our power, we are the future of this country. So again, thank you for joining me today. This is Teresa with Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom. Please subscribe to our newsletter at latinasb2b.com. And also in the show notes, you can see and follow us through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube channel. So gracias. This podcast was produced and sponsored by 5E Leadership and Marketing and produced by Teresa Gonzalez, audio engineering and sound mixing by Robert Lopez. Gracias.